Today is Friday, June 25th. The title for our devotional is The Formation of the Heart. As we saw yesterday, the first step in spiritual formation is salvation. Our heart, our inner life needs to be made alive to God and regenerated. Without the regenerative work of salvation, we remain in our lost state. But when we are saved, we are given a new heart. Our spirit comes alive to God. Once this happens, spiritual formation can occur, which that's the next step is spiritual formation. Remember, our long-form definition of spiritual formation from Dallas Willard is the spirit-driven process of forming the inner world of the human self in such a way that it becomes like the inner life of Christ himself. In St. Augustine's framework, which we saw a couple of days ago, when we learn to place, this is when we learn to place love of God above love of self. And again, in, in Willard's framework, the backwards order of dominance in our inner life can be reordered to be in line with reality and with the truth of our nature. So again, the disordered, lost humanity away from God order of dominance is body, dominates the soul, dominates the mind, which dominates the spirit, which dominates God. And we essentially create God in our own image. And God just becomes a tool for us to get what we want out of him. Instead, the uh, proper, true, uh, real order of dominance in creation where our life, our inner life, and our all that we are as a human comes into proper alignment uh, with the way it really is and with reality around us. This is the humanity with God framework that God is in control. God rules our spirit, which is our heart, the deepest part of who we are, our heart and our will. Uh, and then our heart and our will, which is ruled by God, rules our mind and our thoughts and our feelings. And then our mind, uh, which is ruled by God and our heart, uh, rules our soul, which rules our body. Okay, instead of the other way around, which is the disordered, lost state of human nature. As we can see, when God comes into our life and saves you, the order of dominance is flipped. If you go to the devotional page, you'll see it kind of laid out a little more clearly, so it might be helpful for you to see it. Our spirit, that is our heart and our will, is subordinate to God. That is to say, we surrender our will to God. So we can genuinely pray then, as Jesus taught us to pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This, of course, includes his will being done in and through our lives as well. This is what Paul means when he says, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. In surrendering our will to God, we are admitting that we don't always know the best way to live. That is, our hearts are deceptive, as we know to be true from experience and from Scripture. And we are trusting that God's Word tells us the best way to live and to be human. Even if begrudgingly at first, it is a recognition and acceptance of following God's Word. Even if we don't get it, or if we don't agree at the moment, we must first surrender to His will and to follow him. From there, our minds are submitted to our hearts, which are then submitted to God. So then our minds are transformed, as Romans 12, 2 tells us. And this takes on a much more robust meaning, which says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Our internal life is at harmony, and our soul is then at peace. We will explore this more next week. 
So the result of this reordering of dominance is the process of formation. We can then throughout our life learn how to love God with more of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, as Jesus says in the greatest commandment. Since we're focusing on the heart this week, loving God with more of our heart means surrendering our will to Him more and more. It means learning to be singularly focused on the will of God and His kingdom rather than ourselves and our selfish goals, dreams, and desires apart from God's will. The beauty of formation is that our will begins to conform to God's will, so then as we grow and are formed in Him, we begin to will what God would will. Matthew 6.33 says it like this, Jesus says, Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. When Jesus reinstates Peter in John 21, he asks him three times if he loves him. Each time, Peter's answer is yes. Jesus knows that if his inner life is formed around love for Jesus, Peter will be okay as a leader of this new church. Hebrews 12, 1-2, the author of Hebrews says, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Our hearts must be singularly focused on Jesus and his kingdom. This is the second step of formation. Our will must be surrendered to his. Our hearts must belong to Jesus. So let's look at a common example today of the lost or the unformed person who is governed by their body rather than by God. This will hopefully bring clarity and we'll revisit this example often and fill it in more and more as we go. So disclaimer for the kids, I wanted to use a common example that I hear often today and is super, super common regularly, comes up in our culture and in our church. Um, So uh, disclaimer, if kids are listening, um, there's going to be some PG-13, I guess, references and you might have to answer some questions that you may not be ready to answer. So I'll give you a moment to pause it if you'd like and to... uh, Uh, listen to it at a different time when the kids aren't here, but hopefully this will bring some clarity. Maybe put your headphones in or something. Um, So a common example goes like this. An individual desires to have sex with somebody outside of God's designed covenant of marriage, which is a product of their body or their flesh. Their inner life is not organized and their soul is governed by this desire. So their soul is... uh, not in harmony, is disoriented, and therefore the soul is ruined. They feel as if it is okay for them to have sex with whomever they want. So then they convince themselves in their mind that it is okay or that it's even good. Then in their will, they consent to do so. Over time, this desire begins to rule their hearts and they see and they sear their conscience towards it. Then they will even convince themselves God is okay with their sexual behavior because, well, God would want them to be happy. This conclusion they come to without any regard for what God actually says in his actual word because God to them is ruled by their desire ultimately. Therefore, God ceases to be God in their conception and he becomes a subordinate to their individual's bodily desires. Formation is the process of learning to reverse this order. So with our example that we're operating off of, spiritual formation looks like starting with God. Starting with God is, what does his word say? What does his word say about my sexual life, about my behavior, uh, and how I should approach my uh, sex life? 
So we start there. We begin with God's word. And that becomes the authority over our will. So then our will is submitted to his. So whatever God's word says, as best we can understand it, the best that we can interpret it, what God's word says, especially those things that are super clear and there is no real argument around them. Based on what God's word says, our heart, our will, our spirit is fully conformed to what God's will says. And then our mind, our thinking, we begin to think the way that God thinks. So our, our thinking is in, in subordinate to our heart and our will and to God. So then we think that this is true, that God's desire for my sexual behavior is what is true and what is right and what is good. And then we begin to feel that this is the God who loves me, my heavenly father, who has told me what is right and how I should live in this area of my life. We feel that this is good and we can feel his love in it. And then when we do that, our soul, which seeks harmony, which seeks unity and wants to organize all of the parts of our inner life into one harmonious whole. The big word when it comes to the soul is integrity, is our mind, our spirit, our body, everything living under the authority of God. And can we say that we are people of integrity? That's what our soul really, really craves. And then our body follows suit. Then we live in such a way that honors God's word. Reflection time today. Is your heart surrendered to God? Is your will to do God's will? What we're really asking is, is God God for real in your conception? Or have you ultimately made God a subordinate to your bodily desires, your thinking, and your will? I first wrote that and thought, that's a bit strong. (laughs) But the more I think about it, I don't think it's overstated. Back to Paul Tripp's quote, whatever rules our hearts will exercise inescapable influence over our lives and behavior. The only one who should rule your heart is God. And Dallas Willard's quote, what is in our heart matters more than anything else for who we become and what becomes of us. If our desire is truly to become more like Jesus, Jesus must be first in our heart.